This is Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates, and this is the Retirement Ready Show. Our goal is to educate you on the many topics of retirement and inform you how to create a successful Retirement Ready Roadmap. Thank you for joining me today for another episode where we will make your Retirement Ready Roadmap simple. I'm Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates. You can always visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Lots of great tools and resources, some great ways to connect with us, completely complimentary. Maybe you have a quick question, you want to set up a 15-minute phone call. Maybe you'd like a second set of eyes in your retirement plan. Maybe you've been doing the planning yourself, or maybe you haven't even started a plan. In any of those cases, we can help. We're happy to set up a complimentary appointment in person or virtually. You can see those options and schedule that right at retirementreadyshow.com. Got my buddy, Randy Winkler. Hey, Tony. How you doing? Good. School started. My kids are out of my hair. Yeah. My wife's out of my hair. She's uh, she's, she's a teacher. She's back in school at her new school and got a room full of cute little second graders. A new school. That's exciting. Yeah. She's very excited. So it's a smaller class. It's a, it's a private school where she was in public for so many years. So she's really looking forward to it. Very exciting. Probably some nervous energy and excitement. A lot of nerves. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I always remember being nervous as a student, but it's interesting to see the teachers having the nerves too. Great topic this week, Randy. I'm really excited to talk about. Imagine for a second, I know you like analogies, so roll with me here. Imagine for a second you're holding up a map that unveils the location of a legendary treasure. But there's a catch. The map's incomplete. It's lacking some critical details. So as we set off, we're going to be focused on making assumptions to guide us towards this desired location. Now, you might be thinking, what does exploration analogy have to do with retirement planning? Well, imagine X marks the spot for your retirement. Just like the incomplete map, certain assumptions are necessary. However, the challenge often rises when we hold preconceived notions about these assumptions. We form ideas about things like the ideal investment strategy, the optimal time to claim Social Security, or even our own life expectancy. And I think it's really essential to continuously question our retirement planning to really help ensure that we're on the right track. So let's grasp our metaphorical shovels here (laughs) as we dive deep into the intricacies of retirement planning. So together, we're going to examine the validity of our assumptions and navigate potential red flags or warning signs and help uncover keys to your ideal retirement. And Randy, just like any great adventure, the journey to retirement can be made smoother with the right guidance. So if you're ready to enhance your retirement planning or could use some assistance, don't hesitate to reach out to us. We'd be happy to help. But Let's face it, retirement is too important to leave to chance, especially when it comes to how faulty assumptions can lead to costly mistakes that might impact your future. So give us a call and we'll show you the difference that our years of planning specifically with retirees can make for the future. But Randy, let's talk about this idea of assumptions here a little bit. I think there's reasonable assumptions that you're going to have to make when it comes to this retirement deal. And then there's blind assumptions that can get you in trouble. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff out there in the media where they, and we've talked about this in past shows, where they say you need a million dollars to retire, or you need 2.5 million, or you need to get this rate of return. And I 
at some point you need to make some assumptions, but they have to be valid assumptions. They can't be somebody saying something that just makes a good sound bite. They're trying to sell advertising. They're not trying to sell advice. So there's people that are very, very well prepared for retirement and they're just following the wrong map. There's other people that aren't prepared at all and they think they're fine because of who they're listening to. So it's really important to have the right map. And I love that analogy because if you remember in the really, really old maps, when they got to the areas of the map that were uncharted, nobody had ever been there, they would just put on their, here there be dragons. That was the assumption if you know, you're going to sail off the edge of the earth or there's dragons there. So a lot of people have that as their retirement map. You know, there's, there's, here's, there's something scary out here because it hasn't been defined. We can define it. We can lay that out. And even beyond the map, I would say a, a GPS is a better analogy. A map doesn't make adjustments to suit your situation, uh, GPS on the fly will make adjustments if there's construction or traffic or uh, weather. Um, so the financial plan that we put together has to use the right assumptions. You need a good guide and it has to be able to make adjustments based on where you're at and what comes up on your path to and through retirement. Yeah, adjustments are so critical. And Randy, when I think about this process, I don't really think about a retirement plan. I think about it as retirement planning, a verb, an action step, mm-hmm. not not something. It's not this plan that we, you know, pull out our old chisels and we etch it in stone and we're kind of set with that. I think, you know, one of the beauties, I think, and, and you and I have been doing this retirement planning gig for a while. Maybe I won't spill the beans on <laughs> how many decades so we don't age ourselves, but <laughs> but it's been quite a long time. And And I think one of the things you see is kind of generationally, sometimes there are some differences. And when I think about the retirees today, the boomers, when I started my career, I was working with their parents. And the boomers today are very different in the sense that they do want flexibility. They want the the ability to kind of change their plans where, and I'm generalizing here, so bear with me, but their parents were a lot more, hey, this is what we're doing in retirement. This is what it looks like. And, and I think this idea, to your point, that it has to be flexible, retirement planning needs to be a verb, so much can change, right? And we need to make mid-course corrections. We need to be be able to ebb and flow with the changing times. That could be as simple as a tax code change. It could be as simple as, well, this one sounds familiar, a different inflationary environment with high interest rates, high inflation. It could be market volatility, or it could be something a lot more fun, like, hey, we meet you. And one of the things that's unique about us, we're going to take some time to really understand what's important to you guys as a couple. You know, why did you save money for retirement in the first place? And what are you trying to accomplish? And maybe you get five or 10 years into retirement and we're having an appointment and you're saying maybe a couple saying to you, hey, Randy, you know, I I remember what we talked about five, 10 years ago. And and we told you we wanted to do this. But now we have this crazy dream and we want to try something completely different. And now it's a matter of going back to the plan, right? I mean, I love your line. I'm going to steal it here for a second. But I've overheard as I'm walking past your office sometimes where a client will say, well, can we go on this trip or can we buy this car or this house or whatever it might be? And you always say, well, I don't know. Let's see what the plan says, right? And it's really about the math. But I think you bring up a good point that you do have to make adjustments and you have to have an advisor that's willing to do that and work through those adjustments as they happen throughout the many great years in retirement. And you made a great point about uh, you want to have a current map, you know, the map that uh, a lot of our boomers parents did. They went through the depression. You know, they thought having a mortgage might have been something that led to losing your home. 
you know, the stock market was something that was, they they caused problems for a decade. People have not experienced that since then. Mortgages, you know, lately the the rates have gone up, but generally it's good to have a mortgage because it's pretty cheap money. Stock market has some volatility to it at times, but if you have a long enough time frame, it's definitely your friend. So if you're following your parents' map that tells you don't have a mortgage, don't put your money in the market, you're probably not going to get where you want to go. I think over the weekend, my my wife and I did quite a few things over Labor Day weekend, drove around and there's construction everywhere. And I was thinking, what if you were following an old map from 10, 20 years ago? There's certain interchanges that weren't there. Or they're in a different space or you get off to the left rather than get off to the right. An old map isn't going to do it. And it's the same thing with a financial plan. You can't follow your parents' advice that they followed. Just like you don't follow you know, what the internet uh, talking heads are saying when they say the one size fits all advice, that, that also is not going to get you there. That's like saying, Okay, everybody, if you want to get to, you know, McDonald's, you know, go six miles and then turn left. And, you know, well, if you're starting in Charlotte, North Carolina, or you're starting in, you know, Bismarck, you're going to have completely different directions you need there. So the first thing with a map is you have to have the right map and you have to start in the right location for where you want to go. So it's not one size fits all, but there are a few things that we can talk about generally that we need to factor in that we're not doing incorrectly. I think that's one of the important parts when you think about an advisor relationship. It always, I don't know if you've had this experience, Randy, but it always boggles my mind a little bit. Every now and again, thank thank goodness it's not everybody we meet. But sometimes, you know, we come in and, and someone will say, well, I'm just not comfortable talking to my advisor or he or she makes me feel stupid. Or if I say something, they kind of negate what I'm talking about or what I'm dreaming about. And, and I think that's such a kind of dysfunctional relationship, if you will, just because you should have a relationship where you have the ability to say, hey, I don't understand what that means. Like, I heard the words that you said, but it doesn't make any sense to me. It sounds what like language is that. That's right. Because a lot of this, if investments and finance was not your area, right? And I would say so many of our clients, Randy, they're just salt of the earth, hardworking Midwesterners that, you know, did the right thing. They lived within their means. They didn't max out the credit cards like most Americans. They lived within their means. They put money away and they hit this magical retirement age and they have you know large amounts of money saved up, right? And large is going to be different for everybody, but substantial amounts of money saved up. And it's like, well, okay, what do I do now? You know, I did all the stuff I'm supposed to do. And now you have a, an advisor that's talking a bunch of technical jargon. It doesn't even make sense to you. But I, I think beyond the technical stuff, also having a relationship where you can dream a little bit. Like, hey, you know, we, we've kind of talked about doing this as a couple or maybe you're, you're an individual in retirement. And it seems crazy or maybe even a little scary. But, you know, Mr. Randy advisor, you know, is that something we could even do? And to be able to moon dream a little bit and really think about that bucket list stuff in retirement. And I I don't mean just the trips, but, you know, maybe maybe the bucket list is, you know, serving a certain charity or starting a charity or being a consultant in your industry or I mean, it could be a million different things. Right. And I think the ability to have a relationship where you feel comfortable having those conversations is really important because this is such a critical stage in life. It's a it's a critical time where you do want to enjoy some of that stuff because this retirement savings for most people, it's not just about paying the bills. Of course, that's an important part. When we think about the budget, we think about those items that you have to pay. But then hopefully there's also that portion of the budget when you set up your retirement income stream where it's the stuff you want to do, 
right? Some of that social stuff or trips or whatever that why is behind your retirement. And I think being able to communicate that stuff with somebody and not somebody who's just a a technical jargon head, that stuff is important and it's fun. And with the right clients or with you guys, Randy, I like to sit and kind of nerd out on all those numbers (laughs) and statistics. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, the question you have to answer is, am I going to be okay? Am I going to have the income I need to survive all these things? do the fun things that I want to have and have to do in retirement and want to do in retirement. And to your point, that comes down to having a plan and having a retirement ready roadmap. Well, talking a little bit about the reality in retirement, which is sometimes a tough reality, people don't want to think about it, but you know, you have to make assumptions, you know, you have to kind of think about reasonable assumptions versus blind assumptions, maybe try to weigh in the fact that we may have some preconceived notions, maybe from what our parents said to us or some experience in life. The best story that I can tell there is my grandma Mary and grandpa Sam on my mom's side. Um, they were both children of the Depression, so they grew up during the Depression. And grandpa was a World War II Navy vet. He got back from World War II and he got a PhD in economics. So he's literally an economics professor. I mean, brilliant guy. And I I think the impact of the Great Depression was so great. Grandpa spent 50 years talking about the next Great Depression is right around the corner. And him and grandma never invested in anything but CDs. Mm Right, which is fine. They were conservative spenders, so they had a great retirement. But it left me often wondering what retirement could have been like, the places they could have gone, the things they could have done, had they even had a conservative portfolio or the right blend of safe and risk assets. You know, I think sometimes those type of life experiences can also cause us to have some preconceived notions or some things that we might believe that might not be great assumptions. And some of these things can lead to different red flags in retirement. And the first one I want to talk about red flag assumption is dismissing the impact of longevity. Yeah, that's a big one. And if you've done any kind of studying on retirement, which probably most people haven't, but being a, a nerd, I have, uh, retirement is a relatively new concept. It was um, Otto von Bismarck in Germany, and it was only a little bit over 100 years ago. People used to work until they died. There was no such thing as retirement, and they were trying to- Are you uh, volunteering for that right uh, here? Well, Can I do I enjoy my you? job. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they were fi- they were thinking that there could be a, um, a revolution because there were not enough jobs for the young people. They thought, well, we have to find a way to ease out some of these older people. So they started incorporating the idea of retirement. The retirement date was beyond where people normally died. So it really wasn't that big of a deal. But there's some dates out there that people have associated with retirement ever since. So uh, 62 is an age that a lot of people think about or 65. Well, if you only live to be 68, you don't need to do a lot of prep to make sure you've got a lot of money. But nowadays, there's some interesting statistics out there. A a couple that's 65, there's like a a 90% chance one of them is going to live into their 90s. So you have to prep for a longer retirement than you may have thought possible. And some people kind of get this look when you tell them, hey, we're going to plan for 30 or 40 years of retirement. 30 or 40 years, they're like, I don't don't want to live that long. It's like, well, we don't help with that, but uh, we need to be prepared if it goes that way. So making sure that you've factored in a longer life um, to make sure that you're not running out of money at a point in your life where you really don't have the option to go back to work. So that's a big one, factoring in longevity and making sure you're not running out of money because you're assuming that your expiration date was earlier than it actually is. Hey, podcast fans, if you're ready to take the next steps to create your retirement ready roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, 
Sign up for educational, no-obligation workshops or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow us and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Now back to the podcast. Yeah, and, and I think that that's so important. And this longevity issue, you know, is something that I think is important to talk about, right? Because, you know, I think so many of the clients that, that I've had the, the great fortune to work with over the years, you know, I talk about or I'll, I'll present a plan and we're, and we're projecting income needs to age 100. Oh, Tony, I mean, you know, I'm never going to live that long or, you know, my wife's going to take me out to the woodshed <laughs> and, you know, and that's all kind of fun and funny to, to joke about. But reality is people are living a lot longer. People are living longer and longer in retirement. And I think sometimes you think about the power of inflation. And I think that's sometimes underestimated, you know, because inflation does. And I think we, you know, maybe now we're getting woken up to that because we had such low interest rates and inflation for such a long time. But I do think it's important to think about. Um, Randy, another red flag assumption when you think about a little bit is folks starting Social Security too early because they're afraid that the Social Security system is going to go bankrupt. Right. That's a very common one. I've heard a number of people throughout the years say, I just want my money. I want to make sure that I get it back before it goes bankrupt. There's some concerns that they have there. And some are legitimate. There are some things that are going to have to be fixed in the system. But Social Security will be there in some shape or form. And there's some very easy fixes that um, could take care of a lot of the issues. Just as things normally go with the government, it's going to have to go right to the edge of the cliff before they make that change. But if you start at 62, you're locking in a low benefit for the rest of your lifetime. What we like to see, and again, it's not one size fits all, but if one of the spouses can wait until later, possibly even as late as 70 to get the maximum benefit, you know that when the when the first spouse passes, whichever one it is, the smaller of the two social securities goes away. So to maximize family financial security, it can make sense, depending on other situations, including taxes and pensions and things, to have somebody wait a little bit later to get a higher benefit. So, But there's a lot that goes into it. But again, it's not uh, start as soon as you can. I think I heard 76 to 80% of people start at 62. So they don't even really put any thought into it. They just That's just when you start. And by by uh, looking at, at the different Social Security strategies, you can get a much stronger retirement, especially in the later years when you've got that bigger income coming in. That is something pretty amazing. And I remember, boy, this was, oh man, over a decade ago, but we we actually wrote an article because I think so many people don't realize there are different strategies and ways you can turn on Social Security. And some of those ways have been taken away over the years. Some of those loopholes have been closed, but there's still some great ways that can amount to tens, if not six figures in difference of what you collect over the years if you live to full life expectancy. And that can be a great way to really optimize that. And we, we did this article, I don't know, 10, 12, 14 years ago, ended up getting picked up by Yahoo Finance. And I mean, Randy, we were getting, I mean, we had thousands of calls from people around the country. It was overwhelming because people just were desperate for help because so many advisors aren't educated on this area. But that's a part of our retirement ready roadmap. That's one of the many things we're going to do in there is really look at optimizing, maximizing your Social Security. Because why is that important? Well, if we can get more of your income needs met by Social Security, then we don't have to take as much out of your nest egg and your money lasts longer, right? And the number one question we get from folks is, 
do I have enough money? Am I going to be okay? Right. Yeah. Everybody thinks there's so many different components to it, but it really comes down to that question. Am I going to be okay? And And, and getting more out of social security can help answer that question, right? Because now we don't have to take as much out of the nest egg. And let's face it, maybe you're fortunate enough. Maybe you worked for a public school system or government and you still have a pension, but those are not very common anymore. I mean, and the amount of folks that we see coming in with pensions anymore is really getting smaller and smaller. So the earnest is really on us in these 401k style systems. Really, the most of the burden falls on you, the employee, to really make sure you're funding that properly. And it was really interesting. I read, Randy, I don't know if you've ever read up on this topic, but I read a while back on the history of the 401k system starting And it was never really intended to be what it's become today. It was supposed to be just another way you could put money away. But I think so many companies saw this and said, well, hold on a second. So in a pension system, me, Mr. Company, I'm required to do all the funding. And I'm responsible for the investment decisions. If we don't invest it properly, I have to fund it more according to these formulas. And you're telling me in this new system, now the funding really falls on the employee. They have to pick the investment choices, and I'm really off the hook, except for maybe a 3 4 6% match or something. So it's such a great deal. Even the government agencies have switched over mm-hmm. to these, right? 403Bs, thrift savings plans, all kinds of stuff. And, and I think it's been a, a seismic shift, if you think about it, over the last couple of decades to these you know 401k-style systems because – it is a lot less expensive and a lot less liability for companies, but that means the expense and the liability is on each and every one of us to fund our own retirement. And if we can get more out of Social Security, then we don't have to rely so heavily on those 401ks and other retirement nests. And I think there's been a lot of interesting data lately. You may have heard, we've done some, if you're curious, we've done some past episodes. You can check out the podcast, uh, Retirement Ready with Tony Drake, wherever you get your podcasts. And we've done some on these retirement myths, right? But there was the old 4% rule. As long as you take out 4% or less, you know, that means you're kind of last 25 years. That's the average retirement. Well, A, people are living longer in retirement. B, they're finding now that that 4% rule in certain decades doesn't work, right? It works if the market's doing really well, inflation's low, but in other decades, that doesn't work as well. So I think understanding ways to create retirement income is so important. And oftentimes, when we put a second set of eyes on folks' retirement plans, it's tough news to deliver, but we have to tell them, hey, you have a portfolio, but you don't have a plan. And part of that plan needs to be your retirement income. We need to know where your income's coming from, from what account and what order, and how long it's going to last. And those are questions that we can answer when we build out a retirement-ready roadmap for people. And that's so critical. I had a client just uh, last year where we simply reset the order of withdrawals, added about 10 years of longevity to their portfolio. And we're talking about the reality in retirement that there are sometimes some assumptions we have to make. And we want those assumptions to be planned for, but you also can sometimes drag in baggage, whether it's, you know, things that you've learned or you think you might know, or you might or may not be aware of. And, you know, there are some red flags to think about it. And one of the biggest ones, and we talk about this one a lot, is really this idea of thinking forward, thinking tax planning isn't for me. We meet so many people and say, Tony, well, 
I don't have tens or hundreds of millions of dollars or I'm not a billionaire and those tax strategies are really for these ultra wealthy and and yes we, we, we do have some pretty wealthy clients where we can implement some great strategies but it's also for us everyday you know kind of middle of America hard-working folks as well and it's not uncommon that we can save folks six figures over the decades in retirement. Yeah, I met with some this week. We're saving $1.9 million in taxes. Oh, that's that a was, good one. That was unusual. It, it doesn't always happen that, that way. But when you put it together, it's like, wow, that's, that's, that's dramatic. But some of these strategies can be fairly interesting and complex to get into. But some of them are pretty simple. If we talked earlier about withdrawal strategies, tax, tax strategies as well. If we're pulling money out of your IRA, that's going to be taxed as income. If we pull it out of your Roth, that's tax free. If we pull it out of a uh, what's called a non-qualified account, you're going to pay capital gains taxes. So just coming up with where your retirement income is coming from is the beginnings of a tax strategy. And then if we take a look at are you doing any sort of charitable giving? There's some options there that can really benefit your tax strategy. We really like the idea of Roth conversions. Let's take some of that money, that pre-tax money out, pay the taxes now at a known tax rate. We know taxes are going up in a couple of years. Let's move it over to a Roth and never pay taxes again. So taking a look at all of these different strategies, it's, it's really amazing how even for people that don't think that... Uh, that these strategies are for them, they're going to get a big benefit. Uh, Brad likes to joke about uh, Jeff Bezos and uh, Elon Musk out in space, uh, you know, doing their tax planning, but you don't have to be a billionaire to do tax planning or be, do it in space. We do it every day for, you know, everyday Americans. Yeah. And it's just so critical. And the thing I'd like to impress upon people, we certainly understand we're not going to be a fit for everybody, but so many folks, Randy, that take us up on this opportunity for a complimentary second set of eyes on their plan and they want help developing a retirement ready roadmap, you know, they just don't have any tax planning built into their plan at all. And the unfortunate reality is if you think back to 2017, you had President Trump and you had this Tax Cut and Jobs Act and the tax rates went down, standard deduction doubled. But the way that the law was written, unless another law is passed between now and then, and we've certainly seen nothing but split government, so it's hard to imagine that this would happen, but we know the way the law is written at the end of 2025, so January 26, those tax rates are automatically going back up to the rates they were before this re most recent tax cut, and the standard deduction is going to cut in half. So we know tax rates are going up. And for every calendar year that ticks by, you lose an opportunity to potentially take advantage of some tax savings. So this is a time critical issue. And again, whether it's with us or with someone else, find an advisor that has an accounting team that can really help you with this type of planning. Because oftentimes we meet with a family and they might have a great portfolio. Right. But they just haven't looked at tax strategies. And then we implement tax strategies. And you had an extreme example, seven figures of tax savings. But it's not uncommon that we can see six figures of tax savings. And when I say tax savings, I'm not talking about some smoke and mirrors credit that you I'm talking about actual dollars that you don't have to pay. So it doesn't come out of your checking account. Right. Real money that you have available to spend and enjoy in retirement. I met with a new family just last week and they had been with their uh, their advisor for 30 years and he did an outstanding job. Their investments were fantastic, but he didn't do any tax planning. 
He pointed him to the CPA. The CPA was, again, looking out the rearview mirror, was not looking forward. When we started talking about some of these Roth conversions, they, they got a little frustrated. It's like, man, we really lost out on years and years where we could have been taking advantage of these lower tax brackets. We've got three years left. We're going to maximize what we can do during that time period. But it's sometimes it's not always about getting the, the maximum rate of return. If somebody's doing getting doing a great job in the investments but not looking at taxes, somebody who's doing a not nearly as good a job on the investments but is factoring in the taxes may be actually giving you a much better and more successful retirement. Now, we hope to do a great job on all of those areas, but it's really important to take a look at taxes. It's probably one of the biggest impact areas that if you're doing it right, it's going to be dramatic. And I, I like to say that most advisors, you're either all in or you're all out. You're not dipping your toes in the in the tax planning waters. You're you're immersed in it because you have to keep up with what's going on with tax law changes and purchase software and learn how to use that. It's oh, a, it's, it's, a big deal. it's so important. I mean, we have some pretty advanced software tools. To your point, you really have to commit to this topic if you're going to do it. But we know the reason we've done that and the reason we have the accounting right here internally is because it's so important to do it that way because it has such an impact on the longevity of the portfolio. Now, another red flag we have to think about is so many folks just neglect estate planning on any level. Yeah, that's always a surprise. One of the, that's the first area we talk about is family, and that incorporates wills and estate planning. And I would say 80% of the people I talk to don't have a will. So I, I like to joke that we can't even use the word guarantee in our industry or compliance breaks down the door, but I, I can guarantee people that you will need your will. And it's something that's extremely important, but it's not urgent. And sometimes if you've got a little bit more complicated situation, you might need an estate plan. So to take a look at that, and some people think, oh, when I'm gone, I don't care what happens. But when you kind of spell it out, I'm like, look, do you want Uncle Sam to be your largest beneficiary or do you want to take care of your family, or maybe there's a charity you feel very strongly about by doing that estate planning, thinking about what happens after you're gone. What do you want your legacy to be? Do you want control over that? Or do you want somebody else to have control over that? That works very closely with your tax plan. And that's why for all of our clients, they have a complimentary meeting with our estate planning attorney to take a look at what do you have and is it, is it sufficient or let's get started, you know, cause it's, it's, it's not too late until it is too late. But we'd like to move that to the, I usually tell people, I have a sense of urgency for this, even if you don't. And I ask permission to nag them to get it done because it is that important. Really important. And that's our job sometimes to talk about the uncomfortable stuff. And another red flag potentially could be do-it-yourself planning. Yeah, I always love to meet with the do-it-yourselfers because they're generally very passionate. They generally have done a very good job. A lot of times, super educated. Yeah. They really put the work in. Right, and when you have one client yourself, you are definitely going to do a great job. But a lot of times people get to the point where they don't want to do it anymore or they feel that they can't do it anymore. Or in some cases, they have that, that glimpse of mortality of, okay, what if I'm gone? My spouse has no interest in this. I'd like to have somebody come in and take a look at it. And very often we see people, I joke, I'm like, why don't you come work here in retirement? You're doing such a fantastic job putting this portfolio, but they don't have the same passionate interest in the tax planning. They're, they're, you know, they may want to study, you know, value line reports to take a look at which stocks they want to buy and, you know, all of that, but they're not reading the tax code. It's got to all work together. So I really enjoy working with, with those do-it-yourselfers because then we can kind of slip into that geeky mode. They understand the jargon but uh, they realize that at some point you need to hand that over to somebody who's going to going to you know take it to the next level and help when you can no longer do it. The other thing I'd be curious to get your opinion on Randy, I think it's as smart as anybody is. I mean, this is the reason why I actually have financial advisors that have retired and are now clients of ours. You might say, well, why in the heck would someone do that? 
it's really hard to not get emotional about your own money. Oh, yeah. I have a colleague that I was in a group with and, and very successful financial advisor. COVID hits. He knows he's a couple of years from retirement. Panic. Fortunately, I'm not with his client's money. Panics. Puts all his money in bonds and then sat there with his hands in his pocket when he watched the biggest market run up in history and didn't know when to get back in. So even for a very seasoned professional, it can be very, very challenging to not get emotional about your money. Yeah, they say doctors make the, wrong, the worst patients. So I know that that uh, it, it's good to have somebody to talk to. And every once in a while, somebody sees something that you don't. You might have the blinders on. I know I personally, I've got some stocks that I'm emotionally attached to. I can tell you know, a thousand different clients don't do that. I'm doing it myself. So sometimes yeah. you need somebody to, to give you the tough love. Yeah, tough love is important. And if you're concerned that you might have fallen into some of these faulty assumptions that we talked about today, and if you recognize the importance of working with experienced retirement planning professionals, we just want to ensure that you're on the right track. So I strongly encourage you to reach out to our firm with our specialized focus on retirement planning and years of experience, helping families achieve their retirement and estate planning objectives we're certainly well-equipped to guide you through this critical phase of life. Together, we can help assess your retirement goals, assess any concerns or red flags that might have popped up, and develop a comprehensive retirement-ready roadmap that secures your financial future. Great news is that's a complimentary process with us. Your future self will certainly appreciate it. Remember, neglecting retirement planning all altogether is a risk that can have long-lasting consequences. So don't let uncertainty or misinformation jeopardize your financial security. Reach out to us. Take the first step today. Let's work together to build your retirement-ready roadmap. Hey, podcast fans. If you're ready to take the next steps to create your retirement-ready roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, sign up for educational no-obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. Drake & Associates LLC is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Advisory services offered through Drake & Associates LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Drake & Associates LLC is not permitted to offer. No statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Drake & Associates